Welcome to the Bayou Business Download, a new podcast from the Greater Houston Partnership where we dive into the data and analytics influencing the region's economy and the core business sectors that drive Houston's growth. I'm your host, AJ Mistretta. On today's episode, we're chatting with Partnership Senior Vice President of Research, Patrick Jankowski, about the state of Houston's economy going into 2020. What's happened in the last year and what does that suggest about where we're going in the months ahead? Patrick, thanks for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me on. Let's get started. Let's start off big picture. How would you characterize the current state of Houston's economy? It's hard to say just one single thing about the economy. Let's look at it in three different aspects of it because there are three parts to Houston's economy or three major drivers. Uh, We're very dependent upon what happens in the U.S. economy. We're very dependent upon what happens with the global economy, and we're very dependent upon what happens with oil and gas. Those parts of Houston economy that are tied to the U.S. economy are doing quite well. The U.S. economy itself is doing well. We're seeing GDP growing at 2.1%. Industrial production, which is the output of all mines and factories, utilities, is growing in November. Inflation remains subdued. Unemployment rate in December, 3.5%. That's historically at an all-time low. Job growth was a little bit weaker in December than we would like to have seen. We only saw 145,000 jobs created in December. But over the last five years, we've averaged about 200,000 jobs a month. And so any part of Houston's economy, which is tied to the U.S. economy, is doing quite well. Let's shift. Let's talk a little bit about the global economy because, you know, we have the incredible port, incredible airport. We've got 3,000, 5,000 companies in Houston that are doing business overseas. Those parts that are tied strictly to the global economy are doing well also. Uh, trade actually through the region is flat, but you got to consider trade is flat during the middle of an ongoing trade war with, with China. And trade is flat when we've seen trade with Mexico, our number one trading partner, drop off by double digits. So the fact that exports are flat in Houston while we're having trouble with our number one and number two trading partners says that pretty much the global side of the economy is doing well. Where we're seeing struggles is obviously in energy. We are not seeing the growth in either revenues or growth in employment there. We've seen that the rig count drop by almost 300 rigs from this time last year. It's down 27, 28%. Now, that's not being driven by oil prices. That's actually being driven by the capital markets. Wall Street is less willing to lend money for exploration programs than it was this time last year. And that's the reason why we're seeing things pull back. So if you kind of look at Houston's economy as a three-legged stool, and one leg being the global economy, another leg being the U.S. economy, and another leg being uh, ties to the oil and gas industry. Uh, two of the legs are really strong. The other leg's just a little wobbly. I think we need to put that matchbook underneath it to make it stand <laughs> a little bit stronger. That makes a lot of sense. You know, there's been a number a number of reports lately speculating on the R word, and we have to ask, you know, should we be concerned that the region is about to enter another recession? Emphatically, no. Houston is in no danger of entering a recession in 2020 or 2021. What we're going to see is slower growth. And we're seeing slower growth because the energy industry has actually become a little bit of a drag on the economy. If energy was simply flat or added a little bit of jobs, we'd see very robust growth in Houston right now. But it's the drag of the energy industry. Uh, There's certain parts of Houston's economy which will do fairly well next year. We're still going to see strong growth in housing construction. We're still going to see strong growth in apartment construction. Uh, but we're not going to see strong growth in manufacturing. Manufacturing, maybe chemicals and plastics and refining will do well, but manufacturing of industrial equipment and oilfield equipment won't do quite as well. Consumer side is a little bit mixed. Uh, We're seeing some weakness in automobile sales. 
don't quite have all the numbers in yet for Christmas, but it looks like we had an okay uh, year for selling uh, retail sales for the holiday season. So uh, emphatically, no recession, but not the sort of growth that we'd like to see. That's fair. Now, you know, big picture, you've talked about a number of those uh, indicators going into 2020. What is your, your, your forecast holistically for 2020? Looking at 42,300 jobs. Uh, that's a little bit below the long-term average. The long-term average is 55, 60,000. And the reason why we're not up to the long-term average is, once again, it goes back to the energy industry, the weakness there. But still, if we add 42, 43,000 jobs this year, that's still a pretty decent growth. What keeps you up at night as an economist? They're, they're, uh, well, you could say Jimmy Kimmel keeps me up at night. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, two things that really concern me, uh, and, and one is I think we were a little slow in this town to recognize the, uh, the need for more digital technology and more innovation. I think when Amazon announced that we weren't even one of the finalists, that was something which weighed on us and something that we've embraced at the partnership and realized that. And so we are starting to make some changes, but we're a little behind the rest of the world in embracing the need for innovation and digital. We were so happy with oil and gas for so long, we were kind of slow to recognize that. My other concern is, is how are we going to manage this transition to either a, a, a low-carbon future or a no-carbon future, this transition from traditional energy to alternative energy and 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 uh, non-carbon-based energy. But once again, I think we're starting to see a, a lot more movement in this town on that. Center for Houston's Future had a big summit on it uh, this uh, last year. I think that the Houston economy and I think the Houston community has recognized this, and we're starting to take actions to manage this transition. Let's talk about China now. The Chinese economy is slowing down. All reports indicate that. What does that mean for Houston? One of the big concerns about China is that's where all the growth in the global economy has occurred in, in recent years, or, or much of the growth in the global economy. China has driven the demand for increase in commodities, whether it's been copper or, 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 or plastics or soybeans or oil, and that's where a lot of the growth has occurred. If we start to see the Chinese economy continue to slow, that's going to slow down demand growth for things that Houston produces. Uh, whether it's the oil field equipment and services we provide or the uh, the petroleum products themselves. That said, what we're hoping to see is a pickup, an increase in growth in India. India has been doing fairly well lately, and there's a lot of talk that India will eventually overtake China in both population and economic size. So that's something we'll be watching real closely. Okay, AJ, I've got a question for you. Do you have any idea how much oil the world consumes in a typical day? It's so much more your field than mine, Patrick. Tell us. Now, we consume approximately 100 million barrels of oil a day. So think about that, 100 million barrels of oil a day. And so we also, through depletion, we need to replace at least 3 to 4 million barrels a day, plus normal growth in a normal year is 1 to 2 million barrels a day in consumption. So even with a slowing in demand for crude, we're still going to have a, a need to supply at least 100 million barrels of oil a day for the next 10 to 20 years. So, yes, we have a transition that we need to manage, but the transition won't occur maybe quite as rapidly as people think it will. That's Patrick Jankowski, Senior Vice President of Research at the Greater Houston Partnership. Patrick, thanks again for talking with us today. Thanks for having me here. And that's it for this episode of the Bayou Business Download. We had help today from Maggie Martin. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can do so by visiting the podcast page on Houston.org. You'll also find links to recent data and news updates. 
And check out our other podcast, Small Biz Insider, which highlights the innovative business owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders of the greater Houston area making a big impact in small business. Houston.org is where you can stay up to date with partnership events, networking opportunities, and more. Thanks again for joining us today on the Bayou Business Download. Until next time, I'm AJ Mistretta, encouraging you to engage with the partnership as we work to make Houston greater.